Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Well, I'm really excited. This is week 52 of my virtual coaching group on Facebook. It's my one year anniversary officially this week. And um, I've done 52 weeks of live Q&As in my group that last about an hour at a time. So um, this podcast is going to be dedicated to reflection and goals. I think your entire life, it's important to look back on things, but not look back um, to be sad or stay in the past, but to look back and focus on what went really well and good and the great memories, but also what might have gone not so good or, or, or maybe even bad or what you didn't accomplish with your goal setting or what you learned from it, what you'd like to do better for the future. So number one, I think that is important to do. Number two, I think you have to look forward and always be setting goals. They can be personal goals, professional goals, financial goals. Any type of goal is important to give you passion and purpose. I think that's what life's all about. I think it's also very important to live in the present enjoy every single day and smile and laugh because we just do not smile and laugh enough as an adult. We did a lot more when we were kids because life was simpler back then. Now, you know, there's a lot more responsibilities and all of that. So I think it's important to stop and hug your horse or just enjoy being outdoors in the nature, whatever it is that makes you happy. I think that's a big big important part. So those are the three main things I want to talk to you about today. Number one, looking back, reflection, learning from the good and the bad. And also number two, looking forward, setting those goals. And number three, just enjoying where you are currently and being simple and peaceful in that moment. Um, I really do feel like purpose and passion is the main source of getting to that. So once you've identified what you're passionate about and what your purpose is, it helps a lot. When I reflect back on this year and how my group came to be, it was from a very scary place. Um, And I honestly never saw myself just as a coach. And I'll tell you why. When I started my um, horse training business in Colorado, I had a dream to one day train, and that was, gosh, 29 years ago. That was to train my own horses that would become, you know, 1D, 2D winners of uh, awards and money and such. And um, back then I started with the CBRA and MBHA in Colorado. And then uh, with my husband's career. We moved to Louisiana for a year and then Florida for the last 20 years I've been here. So um, my goal was to always be able to train my own barrel horses and become a trainer and train outside horses. That was my goal and that would be my dream to be able to have a child and work from home and um, actually I wanted two kids and work from home as a horse trainer doing lessons and clinics and training horses. That was always my perfect goal for myself. So luckily for me in Florida, I had one child and when we moved here, he was three. My son, my gorgeous, and I have to say being a mom is the best thing in the whole world. The only thing bad is they don't tell you that when they move away, how hard it is going to be when they go off to college or go on to start their own life. 
especially after 18 years, I really thought I'd be just fine because I had my horses and my hobby and my career, but it was a big, big loss. So I miss being an everyday mom. I still get to see him and talk to him and everything. It's just not the same, but I guess that's just part of being a mom. You create this beautiful, warm, caring human that goes out into the world and, and, um, is happy and successful and independent and, and you've done your job. So kind of like when you train a horse, you make them to be calm and confident and happy to go on and, and have a happy life as well. So, um, anyways, in, uh, Florida, the last gosh, 20 years now I have, um, had, I always had five training horses in my barn. I gave lessons. I did clinics. I rode uh, three or four of my own horses in competition all the time. And that was my life, um, for a very long time until my, um, son went off to college. And then somewhere around that time, I started having issues with my left hip. And I honestly thought it was just a pulled groin muscle. But then after doctor appointments, blah, 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 it ends up being a really bad bone on bone hip with spurs and all that. So long story short, um, I also go through a divorce after 26 years of being married or together, 26 years together, 24 married. And, um, so these are all really big, hard times of change for me. I can't train as many horses cause my hips hurt. I'm going through divorce. My son's gone off to college. I, these are big moments. And then a horse that I had rehomed to a very good friend to breed and have a full out of, um, it didn't work out. The baby was born sick all during this time. And that was Rocky. And, um, I couldn't let him, um, die. And the only option was to take him to the emergency unit. So I went and got the mare and the baby and, you know, took over from there. So it was just a really challenging time. And the reason I'm sharing all this is as reflection, you have to understand that when we have a goal in life, um, a lot of times things happen. Every single one of you are dealing with something difficult. Every single person, whether it be financial or personal or family or job, everybody's dealing with something. And then you add a pandemic on top of it. It just is a really challenging time for everybody. Um, so with that, that said, I, I had to make some changes. Um, I tried to keep going for two more years on my ranch on my own. Um, but you know, that was my son's childhood home where he'd lived his entire life. And I wanted to keep it going. I love that ranch, you know, 20 acres with 500 acres of cattle pasture to ride on and all of that. But with the huge mortgage and all the upkeep on my own and, um, the amount of horses I'd have to keep training to keep it going, it just became impossible. And then some changes with my ex and such. So I sold the farm and I found a farm. I couldn't find anything close to where I lived and where I had my business for so many years for the price range I could afford to be able to pay it off. So I ended up going north, only 90 miles in Florida. I didn't think it'd be too different, but come to find out it was really different. Anyways, but, um, sold my farm and, and, um, paid off this little farm, which is perfect for me. I knew it was the right place for me. And I knew God had his hand in all of it, um, at the time, because 
when I made the decision to sell my place sold in 10 days I'd already been looking for a while on the internet um, and this was the only place that I kept going back to that I wanted that I liked and I mean I looked at a lot of places for over a month and um, this is the only place and anyhow I ended up coming here and knew right away it was the right place for me and I think God was guiding me for all of this because everything happened quickly. Um, I got this place, sold my place, and it all was, you know, cash deals and all happened within a month's time. So it was a pretty awesome, awesome deal. So once I got here and got situated and restarted up my business, the pandemic hit. You know, I had just done a clinic up here. I had just got my training horse set up and started training horses again just one a month and instead of five and and all that just felt really good and confident about where I was going and and everything so feeling really happy you know this was my first place on my own um you know since you know many years with my son and my ex and and I was feeling great and then lockdown in March of 2020 with the whole COVID thing so here comes another tribulation. So um, I got scared because now, um, you know, everything's shutting down and how, how am I going to make a living? So, so anyways, um, some things kept going. I had the training horse. Um, another, so some more time goes by and in June I got hurt from a horse and that's a whole nother story. So now I can't even train. Um, and we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So now I'm really concerned. So I'm thinking, all right, it's time. It's time to quit. You know, I've done, I've been a trainer for all these years. Looking back, I probably should have been learning other things or doing other things. You know, my body is not going to hold up. And, and I just felt really in a dark place. So I started looking for online jobs. I even started interviewing for jobs and what do you tell people when you haven't been in the career world? You've had your own business for 20 some years, but you haven't been, had a real job in the corporate world or any normal world for all these years. Um, it was a scary place. So I looked at things you could do from home, like bookkeeping or copywriting. So I opted for the copywriting, which is basically what I've done for the last 20 some years marketing my own business. It's just basically writing copy that sells a service, a product, a person, whatever. And um, so anyhow, I, I felt com more comfortable um, with copywriting than bookkeeping because I don't even enjoy doing my own books. But <laughs> anyways, I do my own books, but I don't enjoy it like I do the marketing aspect. So that's what I decided to do. So I joined this um, online certi certification course. And this lady told me a story or put it put the story in my head the idea in my head that I had all this knowledge you know 25 29 years in my brain that I didn't need to use my body I could use my brain and I didn't even ever look at myself that way could I actually make a living just coaching just doing lessons just doing clinics no longer training horses and I don't know why the concept never came to me. I guess because the bulk of my income was training horses. So with that said, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to do an online virtual group. And I set a goal for myself to have 50 members by the end of Christmas. Now, mind you, 
With my training, my goal has always been to help each horse and rider become the best team they could be. So it, it is how I pay my bills. It is how I keep my horses together and my dogs and, and, and provide for us. You know, it is how I, I feed us and, and all of that. But it is also something I'm very passionate about, helping horses have a better life, helping riders have a better relationship with their horse based on love and trust and respect and communication of cues, not abuse or pain or, um, you know, more severe equipment or anything like that but happy and adjusted horses and riders. So that's when I decided, you know what? She's right. I have a 29 year program and I've used it in my clinics, my lessons and my training. What if I put all that out there as a coach and helped other riders from the very beginning, from the ground up, get where they need to be to have that relationship with the horse and get you know, their horses to that 1D, 2D level because I'd had now 1,600 clients over the years and several of my own personal horses, you know, get 1D and 2D uh, money and awards and, and all of that over the years and rodeo and such. So I um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. So, so I put all my efforts into that and sure enough, by Christmas, I had met my goal of 50 and I set another goal for this year to be at 100 members by August. Well, I'm only at 83, so I did fall short, but I'm not disappointed because the 83 members that I have in there, I love being a part of their journey and they love being a part of my group and um, they appreciate what I bring to the table. They um, use it, whether it be my coach's eye, slow play reviews, helping them critique their training or their competition or the training videos I post in the group uh, with me on one of my horses or clients' horses over the years. Um, the challenges and the skills and, of mindset and skill that I offer to everybody to do and the live Q&As like I'm doing right now in my podcast. I share a lot of training information and I've, I'm really happy with my podcast and how many uh, people listen to it, listeners and, and views and all of that. So. It makes me happy to help others get to that next level. And yes, I am doing this for a living, but I feel like my prices are really, really fair for what you get. And, um, you know, compared to what you get with other uh, things like mine for uh, a lot more money and a lot less, a lot less information. So um, I feel like it's very competitive and probably even too cheap. So, um, at least I know my mentor tells me I, my price should be double what it is, <laughs> and she is right. And I've been told that by a lot of my top um, customers as well that run in the 1D and 2D. <coughs> but anyways, um, that's neither here nor there. But this is all important, right? It, everyone has a story. Everyone has a, a goal. And it is important to look back and say, did I meet those goals? For some of you, your goal is to... Um, train your horse to have a solid foundation and start exhibitioning. For others of you, it's to get uh, from your pretty pattern in the 4D into the 3D money. And for others of you in the 3D pretty are trying to get into the 1D, 2D fast. And some of you are trying to fill your WPRA permit. Some of you are trying to season your horse to rodeos. And some of you are trying to be successful in super shows. Some of you want to train your own horses or start your own training business. Um, 
you know, so I, I've been very fortunate to get to help all of you in those areas. And some of you just have full-time jobs that you absolutely keep you busy, 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 and you just enjoy your barrel racing on the weekend and send me your videos um, afterwards for some pointers and, um, and are so busy you only enjoy that part of the group, um, the coach's eye, and maybe my video tips because you are so busy. You don't have time for the Q&A and the challenges and all of that. And like I said, it's all whatever works best for everybody. They can take bits and pieces of it. They can use it all. And that's what's so awesome about it. Definitely the more you do, the more you can learn. But some of you already know enough and others may even need a lot more. They may need hands-on. They may need clinics and lessons as well as the virtual. So depending on if you're just starting or if you're further along. Um, and how, how you learn. Some people can learn by reading and doing. Some people can learn by watching and doing. And some people have to actually do to learn. And some people are a combination of all of the above. I was always fortunate enough I could go read something or watch something and go play around and do it and learn it. And that's how I uh, taught myself. And that's something else I'm very proud of. Uh, I am self-trained. Yes, I went to clinics. Yes, I took lessons in the early 90s. And yes, I had many mentors. I read everything I could. I watched everything I could. I tried to pick up something good from everybody. And you can do that and you should do that. But what I would recommend is that you don't just do bits and pieces of every single program because and always changing bits and, and, and techniques and stuff because you end up with a very frustrated horse. So I do think when you do start a program, you should try to stick with it and be consistent and repetition for your horse, um, for their confidence building. It is important that you have consistency and repetition. So I will say that. I think that's a very important thing. So, um, so like I said, my goal now, I'm in my 50s, I'm 54. Um, I spent from the time I was 30 until I was 53 um, with the mindset of being a trainer and lessons in clinics. And now my mindset is coach and lessons in clinics. And, um, and that is my mindset now. So I plan to spend the next 20 years doing that. And um, so that's where my goals are to help others become their best. And can I do that without training their horses? Yes, I think so. Because if you look at the clients that you train horses for, so many of them wouldn't keep it up when they went home. Um, or so many just didn't have time. So that's why they sent the horse off. So they still didn't have time when the horse came back. Um, you know, they, uh, sadly, a lot of the times that happens. And then the ones that actually did keep it up were the ones that came back for lessons and clinics and, and need the coaching and continue with the virtual coaching and um, are part of my virtual coaching. So I absolutely think it can be done that I can teach you how to train your own horse and you don't have to have anyone do it for you. It's just like Rocky. I probably started 100 babies under saddle. But I wanted to do everything with Rocky. He was my first foal that I would raise by myself because I always thought it was smarter to buy three-year-olds and do it because you spent less money and um, you spent less money and they got going a lot faster than raising your own foal. So, and it was less money, truly. Um, you know, nowadays, I don't know if that's true because bloodlines are ridiculously expensive, but, but I did want to have one and... Um, you know, and I loved Maggie. She'd been very successful winning 1D money with over 250 riders. And 
I thought she'd make a great, she was big, gorgeous, beautiful mare. I thought she'd make a great bull for me. Um, anyways, um, so as God gave me Rocky, probably Rocky saved me as much as I saved him. It was a time that I needed a distraction and he was a good distraction for me trying to save his life and a month of around the clock care and seizures and medication and making sure he was nursing and every two hours and it was a lot so but anyhow it was at a time I needed him as much as he probably needed me so anyhow um looking back I think everything happens for a reason and I don't question it you know do you feel bad about some things not working out you do but you learn from that too you learn how important communication is and how you can't be tit for tat and um you know you can't hold things against someone you know and make something work you have to truly forgive and go forward and um and want to be there you know you have to work at growing together and not growing apart even if it means making changes or sacrifices so anyhow um you know those are all valuable things to learn in a time frame of a life you know and um you know i, I feel very blessed that i had uh, many 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 wonderful things in my life and i lived a life that i absolutely loved and it, I think a life is like a book and it has many different chapters. It has a chapter, you know, of your family time as a child and your teen rebellious, um, spreading your wings and your early 20s when you're finding your way and your 30s where you have your way and maybe starting your family and your 40s where you absolutely know um, you're peaking at everything that you do. and and super successful with where you want to be and stuff and then you have your 50s where you really know who you are and and you want that simple peacefulness in your life and and um and you're more grateful for the little things day to day and I think that's where I'm at now so like I said um now is the number two thing to look forward and go forward with your goals so even if I fell short of a goal, maybe you fell short of a goal. Maybe life got so hectic you didn't get to ride as much as you wanted or compete as much as you wanted. So you fell short on your uh, business, I mean your uh, competition or your horse training goals. It's okay. It's a time right now then to reflect and set a new goal. Set a six-month goal. Set a one-year goal. And then back it up by a monthly goal that, okay, I'm going to haul twice a month. Or I'm going to haul once a month. Whatever you can do. I'm going to ride three days a week, 30 minutes a ride. Or four days a week. Whatever you can fathom with your schedule. So that you are setting a step to do something every day. And on the days you can't ride, you're going to do something else. Maybe work out or maybe uh, listen to podcasts or read a book. Or anything that helps you get closer to your goal. So always, you know, setting those personal goals. And I know it's hard because... You know there's other things like jobs and families and school and everything else so um, looking forward I think it's important though because goals give us a purpose it also gives us something to go towards our passion and um, and you know we have to make a living but we also have to be excited about what we're doing so and finally living in that present day moment um, like I said laugh and smile and, and enjoy it Try to just enjoy whatever it is. If it's hanging out with your dogs or your horses or your family, just, you know, enjoying 
a chat with your mom on the phone or a friend, you know, meeting a friend for lunch or whatever it is. Um, I know these are difficult times for everybody. And, um, but you know what, if you look back on an entire life, an entire century, there's always been good and bad, and there's always been things to work through and get through, but we, we do persevere. We always find a way and we use our common sense and we set those goals and we work towards them. So I, um, I hope this podcast is a motivating podcast for you. That it is important to reflect sometimes, and it's important to learn from the past, good and bad. And I think it's so important to set those goals and um, and um, really just have that passion and purpose, and just be present in your current day. I will say this: when now with my age that I'm at, if if um, someone doesn't want to be a part of me or my group or or this or that I just say okay and wish them well because you don't fret things like you used to because it's not worth it everybody has an opinion everybody has what works for them and um, I think as long as you're doing things for the greater good I mean we all have to make a living so that's you know how I feed my horses and and it's scary I will say it can be very scary on my own now because if I got sick or got hurt you know that's it who takes care of the horses you know who pays the bills so it's just one of those things where it's that part is a lot harder but you know it's also a very peaceful feeling as well not having um to have to be in a situation that doesn't isn't making you happy so you have to also have that as well you know you have to have your your peacefulness your happiness and I think all of those things are really key for people to remember um when you're making your decisions about your future and um and absolutely things can be hard but we got to work at it and I have other goals too I'd like to get my hip surgery so I'm saving money for that so that I can get back to competing it really hurts too much to go above a lope on my horses I'm still riding Briscoe and Rocky and legging them up and I use them for videos and training tips and such but um, above a lope is painful and more than 30 minutes is excruciating so I'm afraid if they zig or zag you just don't feel as confident when you have an injury Um, you know if something were to go uh, you know used to be if a horse did something I knew I could stick with it but I don't feel that confidence now because of the injury so eventually I would like to get that worked on I'm saving towards that Um, but it's again another thing where I'm going to need to take a month off and have help um, for a couple weeks with the horses and those are all big challenges as well as the financial end of it so again like I said everybody has something they're working through and um, and I think it's just important to set a goal and and, um, and work towards it but also be realistic about what you're able to get done and just work a little bit each day at it as you enjoy your yourself too and not be terribly hard on yourself the one biggest thing i've learned with my group is they are so hard on themselves 
So I, I struggle sometimes when I'm coaching a video with how much um, critiquing to do and how much cheerleading to do because I want them to know that I'm proud of them. I see the improvements, um, but I also want to give them something to work on as well and to work towards. So I, I find a fine line. Some people want more critiquing, some people need more cheerleading, and that's probably the hardest part of coaching, is knowing um, how much support to give and how much critiquing to give. And you can't seem to make everybody 100% happy. Um, if you don't give enough detail, someone's not happy, but if you give too much detail on someone who's already super hard on themselves and not enough uh, compliments, they're going to not be happy either so so I would say that's probably the hardest thing so I just want everyone to know when I do a critique I'm trying to find that balance of of pointing out the good and then pointing out the things that you can work on so um because that's what you're paying me for right and uh, for improvements but also um you know I want you to know I see your growth and your changes and improvements as well so so thank you for tuning into my podcast and um, whatever your goal be, um, just keep working at it. Like I said, in my group, I do a 12-week foundation program, a 12-week competition program, and of course, um, videos in the members-only website that has everything separated by topic from groundwork, desensitizing, to foundation, um, you know, what basics they should have, the fundamentals, um, the drills and the dry work that are helpful to get the horse and the rider both balanced. And sadly, I see so often people put the cart in front of the horse. They start doing the barrels with holes in their foundation. A horse that can't even lope a perfect circle on a loose rein. Um, and then the rider is unbalanced too. They're riding heavy handed. And they're not riding with their seat or their eyes or their legs enough. And then they start pulling those horses around the barrels instead of a horse that actually works off the rider's body and, and listens to the cues of go cue and rate cue and turn cue and does it on their own just because they were asked to do it rather than uh, big bits and heavy tie downs and being pulled and jerked and, and all of that around the barrels. Um, the biggest problem I see with horses um, that don't have rate or turn are people that got in a hurry and put the pattern and the speed in front of the foundation. So for that, you definitely have to go back to basics and get those horses soft and light and collected. And, um, you know, that's probably, you know, the most important thing you can do for you and your horse is find that balance from riding off of body and, and leg and not so much your hands and um, doing less, making it a 50-50 relationship. So thank you for tuning in and as always, ride with heart.